Welcome to the segment where I review movies past and present, examining them from a variety of perspectives, including the subjective, psychological, and personal. Informative and occasionally funny, this is Loganland Rants. It's going to be called, sorry guys, missed opportunity. But this video is about 22 Jump Street. This podcast is about 22 Jump Street. In case you're not familiar with 22 Jump Street, I hope you are. Uh, 22 Jump Street is a uh, sequel to, you guessed it, 21 Jump Street, which itself is kind of a spinoff of a TV show from the 80s. Shows you how young I am that I don't know TV from the 80s. But uh, 22 Jump Street is basically a beat-for-beat remake of 21 Jump Street, but the crazy thing is how it qualitatively, at least in my opinion, how it qualitatively matches the original in some surprising ways. So, with that in mind, I'll, I'll give you a summary for 21 and 22 Jump Street if you're not familiar with it. 22 Jump Street and 21 Jump Street both follow two uh, cops, played by Jonah Hill and... Uh, Channing Tatum, who are very much... It's a good buddy comedy. Like, they definitely have... I'm snapping. They have good buddy cop chemistry together. And uh, the thing about it is they try to stop an undercover drug ring in both movies. Although in the first movie it's in high school, and in the second movie it's in college. Now, how it compares to the original, in my opinion, is that they're actually pretty qualitatively similar. Like, they're comparably good. Like... If you put a gun to my head and said, say, choose one, 21, or 22, I'd be like, blow my head off, because I I can't choose. And I think that's a pretty rare position, because some people like 22 better, some people like 21 better. I've talked to both types of people. But here's how it compares to the original in my, like, beat-for-beat breakdown. Storytelling, it's about the same. I mean, it makes sense, because the storytelling is so similar. Uh, but they also have a little bit of continuity, although we'll get to that later. The acting, about the same. I mean, sometimes there are moments that are even more cartoonishly funny, and I'll get to that probably later in the podcast. But the acting, and by extension the bromance, is actually really good. Like, they definitely expand on the whole relationship between Hill and Tatum, sometimes with cringe-inducing gay jokes, but... Beyond that, it is legitimately funny and endearing, I'd say. It's not quite as cringe as it could be, I wouldn't think. And uh, because I've covered storytelling, acting, and bromance, I guess now we can go on to continuity. I'm looking at my notes, in case you can't tell. But uh, continuity, it actually keeps some characters from the original, like the jailbirds who are helping them... Obviously, the cast is the same. Ice Cube is killing it, as always. Probably should have mentioned that Ice Cube is a great actor in this, playing the police captain. And, um, yeah, it's nice to have the characters back. A lot of characters, including Rob Riggle, who is kind of the villain from the last movie, and Dave Franco uh, as his prison bitch, if you pardon my language. Uh, Although he does claim that he's Eric's... Uh, Dave Franco is a bitch. It's a whole... It's really funny. Uh, And that brings us to the humor. Like, beyond the prison B-word stuff I mentioned, I already said bitch. Who cares? Uh, By far the funniest scene is the Schmidt F's the captain's daughter (laughs) scene. 
the girl who plays Ice Cube's daughter begins a brief relationship with Jonah Hill. I'll be honest, that's not a very original love story, but at the same time, seeing Ice Cube's incredulous and angry reactions. Oh, man. I've watched that clip over and over, the effing the captain's daughter scene, and Channing Tatum, who plays a somewhat dim-witted detective, or police officer, sorry, seeing his reaction uh, to learning that he's effing the captain's daughter, which leads to that effing the captain's daughter scene where he high-fives everyone and then ends the scene with a punctuated, it's really not that funny. It needs to be seen to be believed. It's really funny. And, uh... Yeah, it's it's about as funny as the first, sometimes even funnier, which is crazy, but that doesn't make it better, it just means it's slightly funnier in some parts than you'd expect. Uh, and the VFX, in particular the tripping scenes, have an upgrade, and I think that could be because it has a marginally bigger budget. I mean, I'd think so, because usually when a movie is successful, like 21 Jump Street, uh, they usually have a bigger budget with the next one. So that's the whole thing. But the tripping scenes are about as imaginative as before, with the added benefit of having clearly more expensive visual effects to supplement it. And if you're not familiar with the tripping scenes from the original, 21 Jump Street, the characters are supposed to take drugs to prove that they're cool and not undercover cops, which they are. And both times, the tripping scenes, which they trip on an experimental drug, it really has to be seen to be believed. It's honestly crazy to describe it otherwise. Unfortunately, I do need to talk about the cringe factor. Because, you know, being that it's about police officers in the modern age, I can def... There aren't really that many scenes of the police abusing their power in this context, but there's always potential for that in movies like this, so... I'll get to that later. But the raunch factor, it's about as raunchy as before. Uh, A lot of sex jokes that are... Some of them really funny, including the effing the captain's daughter scene. But uh, keep that in mind that if you're not a fan of raunchy comedies, I don't think 21 or even 22 Jump Street will necessarily be the movie for you. (sighs) It is weird to think about cop movies in 2020, but there are worse problems in it than its politics, I'd think. Especially since it came out in 2014, so it's a little more recent. Well, anyway, don't really have any more commentary to add to that. Feel free to like, pledge, comment, or subscribe, and I'll see you next week. Bye. It is weird to think about cop movies in 2020, but there are worse problems in it than its politics, I'd think. Especially since it came out in 2014, so it's a little more recent. Well, anyway, don't really have any more commentary to add to that. Feel free to like, pledge, comment, or subscribe. And I'll see you next week. Bye.